Holy cow. How about that for an introduction, Kirk? It's just so hard to be so gosh darn creative. People have been wondering where we were for the last six months. Well, there's your answer. There. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we, hey, we're, we're back for the, uh, for the second season of uh, Fancy Football. All three fans have kept this show going and they brought us back. I don't know who they are, but they, they did. They brought us back. Thank you, them. Yeah, uh, so we've kind of got a new focus for the show, and it's really focused on a, a brand new dynasty league that we just started up this year. Um, we are calling this one the two two in one league, and the the reason is is that each each week in this league we will play two games, one head to head game, and then one against the median score of all the other teams, but. Uh, but it's kind of exciting because we have the NFL draft coming up here in, in, in two weeks, just over two weeks. And then one week after the NFL, we will actually have our startup dynasty draft. So we owe it to this league to get them out our, our rankings for each position. How excited are you about that? I cannot contain myself. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Um, so what have you been up to the last six months? I have, you must be excited as, as a Browns fan. Some things have changed for you, right? Oh, this is this is this is uh, elation and just pure joy for the next season, just like every year. So hopefully, it won't be disappointment. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm sure it'll go exactly as planned, man. Always. All right. Well, well, good deal. Hey, so so our plan, I guess, uh, moving forward is is we're going to do tight ends today, and we'll do one show a week. So hopefully, we'll hit. Uh, wide receivers and then running backs and quarterbacks prior to the draft after our draft though we'll we'll review each team's draft and and i guess set up some power rankings on how we think that'll uh the draft will lend itself to the season but um let's today we're going to talk about our top 10 uh players at the tight end position and then maybe one one sleeper who uh, could be of value later on you ready awesome. to do uh, yeah I, this, i've been waiting for this for six months so Let's do it. Yeah, six months worth of prep. And yeah. Tonight. All right. Hey, so so the important thing to remember is that these rankings are for a startup draft, and they are dynasty rankings. So just because we have a player ranked in a certain position does not mean that we expect them to finish there this season. But it's it's we you know dynasty is exciting because it's you have to take this season into uh, into effect, but also the long term. Um, you know, predictions as well. So you ready to get started? Yes, let's do it. All right. So number one, our consensus pick, we each submitted our top 10 rankings. Uh, before I get into it, though, con- coincidentally, we both had the same 10 players in our top 10, just uh, uh, slight changes in the order, but um, the exact same 10 players. But number one was Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey, um, he was the number one tight end points per game last year. And then the two seasons preceding that, he was number two overall. Um, Last season, he had the best tight end season since 2013. And actually, if we're going all the way back to 2002, it's the third best season a tight end has ever had in fantasy football. Uh, He has a guaranteed role. you know, he's got the best quarterback situation out of any of these tight ends. He had 150 targets last year. Even if that goes down by 20%, uh, 
he still has top three potential like he has the, the past three years. So he's 29 years old. I, I just don't see a way that he is not the number one tight end. What, what do you have to say about him? Yeah, our biggest question was Patrick Mahomes, and clearly he is the real deal. And so I, I say go for launch on him. I mean, he, he needs to be coming off the board possibly earlier because 100, 100 catches, 1,300 yards, that's – that is a very good wide receiver, so I would I would look to grab him earlier than expected. Yeah, the big knock on him was always touchdowns, but the last two years he's, I think, had 10 last year and then eight the year before, so he's overcome that. Uh, expect him to go in maybe as early as the second round in Dynasty drafts. Yes, yes. All right, moving on to, to number two, uh, somebody who we both have as a consensus number two is George Kittle. So he is kind of leapfrog Zach Ertz as the, the second best. Um, and I, I think the reason is he's got youth, right? He's, he's five, you know, five years younger, I believe, yeah. than Zach Ertz or four 25. years. 25. Yep. And he's quarterback proof. He's done it with Nick Mullins. He's done it with CJ Beathard. He's done it with Jimmy Garoppolo. So no matter who's there, he has been actually absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they don't have a number one wide receiver on that team, so he really is the best receiver. He's great after the catch, and the thing is, is he he is not great. He he did not have a ton of touchdowns last year, so if he can up those numbers, uh, that only bodes well for him moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I don't even, I don't even need to add to that. That's it's pick him. Yep, yep. So the the interesting thing though, while we're still on Kittle, is. On the Sleeper app, they have just updated their rankings, and they have him way down, almost like almost like a, uh, I think it's a middle fifth round pick, and and I expect those to kind of come back to reality by the time you know after the NFL draft, but um, I would expect him to go probably in the third or fourth round for dynasty drafts. Yeah, and he he's got an offensive coordinator that is the head coach, and you know how I feel about those people who has traditionally done well with tight ends. And I, I, um, he, he's neck and neck with uh, Zach Ertz and, and Kelsey as a possible first pick. Yet your love for Kyle Shanahan is continuing into season two. Of yes. The Boys. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that, that's a fair statement. He did it with Tony Gonzalez there in Atlanta and he's, he's doing it now with, with Kittle. So, all right. So number three, consensus for both of us had him at number three and that is Zach Ertz so if you look at 2016 he was the number four in points per game 2017 he was number three last year he was number two points per game so if three these trends continue he could be the number one this year which I don't expect that but it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me Uh, much like George Kittle I think he is the best receiving option on his team He's had four straight seasons with 100-plus targets. That is money for the tight end position, and that's what really – there is a clear uh, tier break after Ertz. Yes. Kittle, Ertz, th- those three. If you can get one of those three, that is a huge positional advantage where you're talking four to five points between Ertz or, or the top three and then the number four guy. So it's, it's is, a 20 it's a 20 reception and a 400 yard difference from the third of receptions and uh and yards to the right. to the very next one. Yeah. Big drop. 
Right. And, and the thing is with, with Ertz is, is you have a very safe floor. You know, you know he's going to get double-digit targets a game. Um, he has the potential to have anywhere from six to 12 catches a game. So you have that safe floor for him, especially because our league is going to be uh, one point per reception. A very safe player. The issue with him is in a dynasty league, he's in a contract year to where he has a very solid backup in Dallas Goddard, who they spent a second round pick on last year. So what's the longevity for him? That's that's the big question. But for this even, year, even short, short term, there's no Nick Foles. So if uh, Wentz goes down, he's pretty much he's he's probably going to be still targeted and still get receptions, but his stats may suffer slightly if an injury to Wentz happens. Yep, you got it. All right, hey, moving on. So we actually have three players tied for number four. Um, so I'll start with the one who we both we both ranked at number five, uh, and that's Evan Ingram. Um, his last year he was number seven points per game, although he did miss some games for injury. And then the year before his rookie year, he was number four points per game. Uh, Odell Beckham is gone. Sterling Shepard uh, just signed an extension today uh, for four years. Um, but I think Eli, as long as Eli's there, uh, he will rely on Evan Ingram. And he's a down down the field threat. He's not a great blocking tight end. He's a great receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he'll be the – I think he'll possibly be the number one receiving option on the team. The thing with him, though, is Eli, I think, has one more year, two at the most. And then at that point, you are relying on probably a rookie or second-year quarterback. And that that's why there there is some risk with Ingram. You just don't know what that, that situation is going to be. Yeah, his he has a high uh, catch percentage for targets. He wasn't targeted all that much, but he caught a decent amount of them. Uh, made the most of them, so he should yeah. uh, he should outlast uh, um, Eli Manning, regardless of how bad he is. I think he'll still be a good quality pickup. All right, very good. Uh, moving on to the the next guy who's tied for fourth, I have him at number six. Kirk, you have him at number four, and that's Eric Ebron. Um, you know, looking back at his last three years so last year it was his first year in Indianapolis and he was number four in points per game uh, but he was better than you thought in Detroit uh, going back 2017 he was 15th in points per game in 2016 he was 12th in points per game so he's always been a fringe tight end number one this year there's no Jack Doyle there in Indianapolis uh, really last year where he made uh, his money was touchdowns he had 14 total touchdowns 13 receiving touchdowns which i think was the second most for a tight end in nfl history uh his games without a touchdown were not good so you can't count on him scoring 13 touchdowns a season but without jack doyle there i i i'm with you i really like eric ebron he's younger than you think i think he's only 26 years old even though it seems like he's been around forever but very high on him yeah, his and his targets uh, last year were 110. Now he he only caught 66 balls, so um, hopefully that will that percentage will improve. Um, he's he's in the prime of his career, so this is this is the time to to jump on him, um, especially with a you know superstar quarterback. Yep. So this the next player, the last player who's tied for fourth is OJ Howard. I have him at number four. Kirk, you have him at number six. Mm-hmm. 
Last year, he was six in points per game, although he played really about just about half the season. Um, I, this is a little bit frustrating because, like I said, uh, O.J. Howard, I think as of two days ago, was the 13th or 14th ranked tight end in Sleeper's Dynasty rankings. Mm-hmm. After their update, he is now the number four ranked dynasty tight end. So where in mock drafts, I was getting him in the 10th or 11th round. Now he is going, you know, in the sixth or seventh round. So he was a great value and, I, and it was great. My mock drafts were ending up great because I could wait for him. That's not the case anymore, but he has huge upside. If you look at his points per game, I mean, he was he much like Evan Ingram. He's a down the field threat. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston, now that he's there, he Jameis Winston loves the tight end. There's no Cameron Bray. Um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was he's he used to throw just strictly to the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't throw to the tight end as much, but OJ Howard still had some success there because I think he's just such a huge talent. Um, really excited for, for him this year. I just don't know. I, I just I, I'm weary of his draft stock just just rising though. Yeah, the, the proof is in the pudding though with him is is when he's out there, he's effective, but he only played ten games last year. He only got forty eight balls, but he caught thirty four of them. He was over five hundred yards. He had five touchdowns. So at the end of the day you look at him and say he's not that good, but Lord, when he's there He's special. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Moving on. Uh, number seven overall is Hunter Henry. Uh, I have him at number seven. Kirk, you have him at number eight. Last year was a total loss due to uh, a torn ACL. He did come back later in the year, played in the playoffs for him. But really, uh, 2017, he was 11th points per game. But he hasn't been the man yet. You know, his rookie year and even his second year, he, he was still sharing time with Antonio Gates. And the other thing is he's got an older quarterback, so there is some question marks for longevity there. And I mean, Phillip Rivers has shown no signs of retiring, but um, but you've got to keep an eye on that. I, I think he is TD dependent. You know, uh, Antonio Gates made a career off of a high touchdown percentage. Right, and you would think he would fit neatly into that role, but but Mike Williams might be the new Antonio Gates. Mike Williams had eleven touchdown catches last year. He is that big body, uh, sexy target within the red zone. I don't know if Hunter Henry can. Hunter's Hunter being twenty. Up. Hunter being twenty four and and coming off injury. Um, it's this is this should be a. I think it's going to be a good year for him. I think there's going to be more of a reliability factor with him uh, from uh, Rivers. Uh, typically, that's where he would use Gates for a lot of the, you know, if he can't get the ball downfield, he has a, a an athletic tight end. Now he's going to have that again. I think I think he's going to he's going to be in a top ten easily in total points for tight ends without a problem because he'll be looked at by rivers more now that he's healthy okay good all right uh the next one number eight uh consensus i have him at number eight kurt you have him at number nine and this may come as a shock to people but i I think we have a lot of strong evidence on why he deserves to be here and that's Kyle rudolph uh, for the minnesota vikings um he was sneaky good last year. He was a top 10 tight end in points per game 
actually, he's been top 10 the last three years. He was 10 last year. He was nine in 2017, and he was number three in points per game just three years ago in 2016. Um, you can't find that consistency elsewhere other than maybe Kelsey and, and, and Ertz. Uh, he's the only other one to be top 10 the last, the last three years. He's his, younger than you think. Yeah, yeah his uh, – I'll just say his age – where is he? Yeah, he's the same as Travis Kelsey. So, if we're not going to – He's 29, yeah. Yeah, if we're not going to, you know – he is 29. He's still in his 20s. If we're not going to bump Kelsey down because of age, we're not going to bump Kyle Rudolph down. Well, and, here's, and the, here, here's he's got he's got 64 catches last year, too shy of Eric Ebron with 20 less targets, 30 less targets. He wow. was only 120 yards shy of, of Eric Ebron. I mean, obviously there was a touchdown uh, difference where <laughs> Kyle Rudolph should should see some improvement. Um, with Kirk Cousins into this year, but I mean, he's he's those numbers are are great for a tight end, yeah. Especially if you're not getting the top three, right? He's extremely efficient. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins made Jordan Reed the best fantasy tight end for for two or three years. Mm. So there's no reason why he can't do that with Kyle Rudolph. And, and the the thing with Kyle Rudolph is he is probably the best draft value out of all the other guys we're going to talk about um, in this top 10 is he's often the forgotten man there. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you can, you can build up a really solid core of running backs receivers and then get Kyle Rudolph much later than these, these other guys and get them at a great value. Mm-hmm. All right. So of course there Brown to sneak in at number nine, and that's David Njoku. I have him at number ten. Kirk, you have him all the way up at number seven. Yes, he was he was sixteenth in points per game last year, twenty eighth his rookie year. He is young. He is talented. Uh, my concern is in Cleveland. There are lots of mouths to feed. It's not a talent issue. It's a you know just an opportunity issue. Um, in his two years in the league, he's never had a game over twenty points in points per game. Uh, and he's only had two games in his career over five receptions. That's why I have him a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I, I think I, I really like him in the red zone. I, I think he's he's a huge target. He's just so athletic. But I do have worries about his opportunity. Why do you have him a little bit higher? I have him. I have. I'm valuing his age uh, a lot more than you do. He's only 22 years old. That's Two two years younger than any of these other guys we've mentioned, um, O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry. Um, he hasn't seen the injuries, so he's he's healthy. So this these next few years, he should he's, be the he's biggest due. target. He's he's not due for an injury. He's <laughs> he's due he's due for a statistical uh, uh, jump. Um, that's all. That's ultimately why. And 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 if if teams are that scared of Odell Beckham or or uh, Jarvis Landry, he should be the beneficiary of it. So I think his, I mean, in, in his, his stats, 56, 630 or 640 and four, um, he's right in line with that, that group. That's that second, third tier um, to where, I, you know, if they start paying more attention to him, I think he's just going to get more, more activity uh, because he's the easier target to, to leave up or let go. They're going to go after the bigger ones. All right. 
No, very good. Hey, so rounding out our top 10 is a guy that I have at number nine and Kirk, you have his number 10. Uh, we're coming off the Browns and going to the Steelers. So from your team to my team, Duh. that's Vance McDonald. Uh, the reason I like Vance because he stiff he stiff armed that one guy. Because he stiff armed that guy in week three last year, and that was so cool. <laughs> He's gonna build a That's career it. off that. He he is no okay, so let me go on a tangent here. He's gonna build a great career as a post you know, post NFL career stealer by probably having a radio show and signing autographs just because of that one stiff arm. <laughs> that is no joke. Yeah. So, <clears throat> good for him. Yeah. All right. So here's why I buy in to Vance McDonald because because Sleeper has him. Uh, Sleeper currently has him ranked below Rob Gronkowski, who has retired from the NFL, yeah. um, and below Delaney Walker. So, uh, you know Antonio Brown. 168 targets last year. He's gone. There's no Jesse James who McDonald's shared time with. He's gone. Uh, the Steelers, I don't know who their number two receiver is going to be. It's either Dante Moncrief or James Washington. Uh, neither of those guys are, are you know, proven number two at this point. Right. I think Vance McDonald has the speed and the talent to, to be a top three guy. The main thing with him is injuries. He he is very fragile. Um, you can count on him missing at least four games a year. That's why I have him lower. But I think it's going to be this is going to be his best year uh, so far. So what say you? He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, he's he's he he will be uh, the second coming of uh, Heath. Well, he's, he's Miller because he, he's a he's more athletic and he's he's less of a blocker. Um, I, he, I I like I like I like Vance. Um, uh, Ben's gonna Ben's gonna need him in that offense yeah. at this point. Completely agree. He's and they they're paying him a buttload of money. So yeah, Jesse, Jesse James is there no longer, so yeah, give the ball to Vance. You got it. All right. Hey, um, so that rounds out our top 10. Uh, Kirk, if you want to give kind of one one guy outside the top 10 or one value kind of sleeper pick, um, who would you recommend to uh, to the rest of the league? I'm rolling with uh, Mark Andrews. Um, out of the 17 to 18 tight ends that the uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens right. drafted last year, yeah. He he was the one that that seemed to uh, be consistent throughout the year. I mean, his stats weren't that great, um, but he was a part of the game plan in some way, shape, or form. He did have fifty more yards, one, two, three, four, five times, and then in the in the playoff loss, he was targeted seven times. Um, I think with Lamar Jackson being the the quarterback, uh, I don't. I don't think a whole lot of passes are going to go too far down the field. So I would say in a PPR league, I would think this is going to be a good year for a tight end in Baltimore to get a lot of passes on boots and play action and stuff. Cause I don't think Lamar is going to be able to push the ball down the field with any consistency. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't disagree with that at all. You know, they, they drafted Hayden Hurst 
above him, but Hayden Hurst seems like, you know, I mean, he couldn't get on the field because of injuries last year, so uh, that didn't pan out real well for him. So, yeah, I don't disagree with that, and I think he's very talented. Um, you know, one of the guys that I liked and I, I want to put here is Mike Gesicki from Miami, but with Ryan Fitzpatrick there, we've already talked about that. He doesn't throw to the tight end. He no. only throws to receiver. So I'm going to go with Austin Hooper. Um, Austin Hooper is, you know, he's only 24 years old. He had some, you know, he finished, I think, as a tight end number one last year, but he only had six games of double-digit points in a PPR league. Um, he did, I think, had, he, I think he had five games over 10-plus targets, which is great for a tight end. He does not score touchdowns, though, and that that's what concerns me. But I think Atlanta is going to remain a passing team. They lost Tevin Coleman, so it's really Devonta Freeman and Ido Smith, and, and I don't think that's ideal for – to, to be a running team. They have uh, uh, Dirk Cutter is back there as the offensive coordinator. So I think, you know, I, I expect good things from Austin Hooper. I think his, his rapport with Matt Ryan will continue and I'd be willing to take a chance on him, you know, as a late round flyer. And he's still young too. He's 24 years old. Yeah. 24 years old. So you got to like that. Big surprise. No Trey Burton talked about. Can't believe Trey it. Burton. Oh my goodness. Dumpster fire. <laughs> So <laughs> glad, glad I had him. Uh, I think I had shares of, of him on almost every one of my teams last year. Clear, clear sign to avoid him. Whenever, whenever Greg goes all in on one player that no one yeah. else will stay <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there may be three guys who I have man crushes on and one of them is going to be really, really bad. <laughs> Can't wait for the running back show. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, season two, here we are. Oh, it's great. All right. Well, nice job. Hey, just one quick, uh, before we sign off, um, I just want to let fans know that uh, of the show that if you want, want to get through this without all the, the awful delays, put your podcast at one and a half speed. Now, if you want to hear what it sounds like when we're drunk, Put it at half speed. <laughs> It'll be much more enjoyable. We're still as intelligent, just slower. Just a little bit slower, and we slur our words just a little bit more. <laughs> the, the, hey, that one's for free. Yeah. That's, that's a free tip there. Oh. All right. Well, hey, Kirk, that is all for the Fancy Boys. We're signing off. And fading out.